Hello and welcome to the Ottawa Business Journal's coverage of COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Michael Curran, the publisher of the Ottawa Business Journal. OBJ is conducting a series of video interviews with local business experts, and today we're focusing on mental health in our workplace. There's a statistic that's often cited. Uh, each week, more than 500,000 Canadians do not go to work due to mental health-related illnesses and issues. If indeed that's the case in normal times, imagine the scope of the problem in these times. Today, I'm joined by an expert on this topic who works right here in our city. Uh, please welcome the Director of the Work and Mental Health Research Unit at the Royal Ottawa's Institute of Mental Health Research, Dr. Jiang Li Wang. Hello, Dr. Wang. Hello, thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm very happy to have you, and it's an important topic. Um, Dr. Wang, um, we're all obviously very focused on, on the health crisis that is in front of us and the, the related economic crisis. Um, what do you think we should be concerned about in terms of the mental health impacts of what we're experiencing right now? Well, uh, COVID-19 is unprecedented and, uh, you know, it's like nothing we have ever seen. So it has changed our, you know, how we behave, how we live and how we do business. Uh, we have seen that so many businesses are closed and millions of people are on EI or on the uh, the new emergency response benefit. So people, when you're facing such uncertainty and such global crisis, people are scared, are concerned and worry about that. So I think that's normal. Uh, it also reminds me a study we did back in the uh, 2008 and 2009, uh, when uh, we were doing uh, uh, we were doing a study uh, in Alberta to understand uh, how the workplace factors can trigger depressive anxiety disorders. So we were recruiting uh, our participants across the province of Alberta. Uh, we started in the, in the March 2008, and you know in the September 2008, uh, the Lehman Brother went to bankrupt and the global financial crisis started. And uh, when we were recruiting our participants, we observed a clear and a significant upward trend of the prevalence of major depressive disorder. Okay. So, okay. yeah, and especially when you compare to the pre-financial uh, crisis uh, time, which is before September uh, 2008, so now we have another uh, global crisis. Uh, so I think it won't be any different. So I won't be surprised that, you know, uh, the people will show the symptoms of de uh, depression, anxiety. And um, yeah, uh, especially now, we many of us are working uh, from home and uh, we were restrained from social gathering and uh, we have to keep physical distance so this kind of a feelings of um, isolation and uh, loneliness may exacerbate those kind of uh, symptoms. So what we need to do is to, to be careful not to let these symptoms to progress into something more severe, right? You know, to, to address these physical and mental health challenges in the population, uh, we, we really need to take a pub, uh, the public health approach with a coordinated efforts. And we have seen, you know, in the past month, we have seen 
the all levels of governments and the public health agencies and uh, even you know the private sectors that are working together to fund the solutions i think that's you know public health is in action mm, that's that's good to know so let's dig into this a little bit deeper uh, dr wang if there is a, a business owner or a business manager that is in charge of a team of employees um, what should they be uh, looking for in terms of signs of uh, mental stress uh, or mental health issue? What, what sort of uh, signals should they be looking for? Okay, um, you know, the COVID-19 crisis not only changed how we do business, also changed the way we have to manage and how the way to providing support, right? So I think when the, you know, in the current time, as a business leaders or business owner, uh, communication is key. You know, regular communication with your uh, team members, with your staff, even they are working from home. So that's what I'm doing. So we keep the regular communications through emails, through video conferencings. And uh, so you can see, you may observe some changes, right? And uh, if you keep the communication channel open and some of them may talk to you about their concerns, right? So I think I keep the communication is the key. The other thing, uh, business owner or managers uh, may, uh, should, be, should pay attention is uh, the changes in job performance and productivity. Right? And the may, this may be reflected by say uh, missing the deadlines or uh, making more mistakes in the job. And, but you need to communicate with them and to determine why that happens. Because some of the times it may be due to uh, some unforeseeable reasons such as you, know, you have to uh, like a homeschooling your kids or you have to look after uh, your family members who are sick. So you have to communicate with them to find out, you know, what happened and how you can uh, provide some practical help. Okay, and it occurs to me, Dr. Wang, that uh, there are so many video uh, meetings going on like, like we're doing right now. Often the video meetings uh, I'm involved in include large groups of people, but that's probably not the appropriate setting, of course, to, to dig in. So you, you, when you say communication, I guess you're recommending one-on-one -on -one communication, either in a video call and or a, a phone call. Exactly. And, and I guess a video call does have that more personal connection because we can see or pick up on people's body language and to help determine if there's some sort of uh, issue. But I take your point, um, that they're dealing with a lot these days. It could be child in the home, homeschooling, could be a sick person in the home. So we don't want to make um, assumptions uh, on whether it's a mental health issue. We need to ask questions. So if you were to ask a question, maybe you could help us with this in a little bit more of a practical sense. What, what type of questions might you ask someone if you wanted to check on their mental health? Well, basically so to ask someone about their you know, changes their, in their feelings, and uh, whether or not they're, uh, you know, still enjoy the things that they used to enjoy, whether or not there's any changes in their like a sleeping patterns and uh, or their eating patterns, um, and also 
the way uh, or the extent to which they can concentrate on the job they you know they uh, they're supposed to do and whether or not they can make uh, you know a kind of appropriate decision so these kind of uh, depressive symptoms those are the uh, you know are the questions you may ask but you know this I think to make a diagnosis here, I think you, the managers should, uh, you know, uh, decide uh, whether or not you should uh, like a probe, like in you know, the details about these symptoms, because you should leave the diagnosis to the health professional. And and that's a good segue to the next question. So if if I were to probe an employee and uh, detect that they there was some uh, evidence potentially of an ongoing mental health issue or illness. Um, what what steps should an employer take at that point? Should they uh, encourage them to seek uh, professional advice? Uh, what type of resources can uh, or actions should a business owner take? Well, they can they can take uh, several uh, like a se there are several things that they may do. First, as I just, as I just mentioned, communication is key. Keep the regular communication. And the second one is earlier is better. So intervene earlier and uh, to solve the problem, you know, when it's small before it becomes something more severe, right? So earlier is better. And number three is to, you know, to provide like a, like a supportive communication, listen to their story and uh, be empathetic and no judgment. So listen to their story. And then number four is to provide some practical help like either say modify their job responsibilities if necessary, or offers them some uh, point point the employees to some appropriate resources. Like I say, if you have the if the EAP is part of your benefit package, and to find out whether or not the EFAP are providing online consultation so that's maybe the resources you can point them to and also point them to some of the online resources like the uh, CAMH, the center for addiction and mental health or the cdc website about you know the information about your depressive anxiety symptoms and how you can keep uh, how you can uh, cope with these symptoms and there are also some online resources like the CBT, a cognitive behavioral therapy programs, and which is a very useful program to help you to regulate your thoughts, patterns, and uh, your negative thoughts, and then to reduce your, you know, the depressive or anxiety symptoms. So providing this kind of uh, 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 practical help, and if the if the supervisors can are working with the employees or your team members in the actual workplace and maybe give them some breaks and uh, to uh, to provide a place for them to to, to decompress and uh, even sometimes the spiritual help maybe is available like say in the local hospital or churches which can you know to help them Providing some uh, such a practical helps, and then number four is always uh, keep the, the the door of communication open. It's not just a one-time deal, and uh, let the your team members know that you are always there. The communication doors always open. Say, uh, can we touch base again next week to see how things are going? To keep the door open, keep, keep the communication open. 
That's a great advice and, and uh, a great reminder, uh, as you indicated there, that many uh, companies uh, will have a benefits program that includes employee assistance programs. So some of these uh, some of these resources might be just a phone call or an email away. Um, we're we're going to wrap up with this last question, uh, Dr. Wang. So uh, we focus a lot on um, how employers should be looking out for their employees. I imagine uh, business owners themselves or business managers who might be uh, dealing with temporary layoffs, who might be seeing their businesses suddenly shut down, who might be seeing uh, their caches, their cash flow uh, depleted, they must be experiencing um, uh, a significant amount of stress as well. So what should these leaders, I guess, be looking out for in themselves in terms of, in terms of mental health? I totally agree with you. And uh, business leaders are, are are no different from other like employees. They are also individual persons, so they are also vulnerable to this uh, uh, distress because they also take uh, more responsibilities. So I also they I think they also need to do what the other employees as you know individual employees to do. Like say. Uh, uh, have a good sleep and maybe exercise at a home and um, uh, have a balanced diet. So you can find this type of information at the CDC website, at the uh, CAMH website. And also remember to keep, uh, you know, communicate with your families or friends through uh, phone or social media. You know, physical distancing doesn't mean the psychological distancing, right? That's a good point. <laughs> uh, also, number two is don't use alcohol and drugs to cope with okay. your stress. And number three is I think the business leaders may work with their may work with their colleagues and uh, with the local uh, chamber uh, uh, chamber of commerce and uh, with the government to find out the solutions that may work for you. And uh, so, if you can find some such of solutions to help you to survive this type of uh, crisis, that will be beneficial to your mental health. It, it, of course, that's such a that's a great point. Again, you can alleviate some of that stress by focusing on finding solutions, right? Yes. Yeah. Listen, that's all the time we have, Dr. Wang. Thank you so much uh, for being with us today and shining a spotlight on this important issue. Uh, I'm sure you're you're busy with lots of issues. Thanks once again. Well, thank you very much for having me here. And I just wanted to give a shout out to the Royal uh, Ottawa Hospital. It does such important work uh, like yours in our community. Uh, there's also, it was pointed out to me, a webinar going on tomorrow. Uh, that is uh, Thursday. Uh, if you visit the Royal website at theroyal.ca and goes to the news section, you'll see a link to that um, webinar. So thank you, Dr. Wang. Please stay tuned for more coverage from obj.ca on COVID-19. And uh, you can check this out at obj.ca, our website, and also on our YouTube channel. See you again.